Fred Film Radio from Zurich Film Festival, Switzerland. Fred Film Radio, this is Chiara Nicoletti from the Zurich Film Festival. I'm glad to be joined by Christopher Zella, who's here to present Radical. So, first of all, how is Zurich treating you and how was, I was, as I told you before starting the interview, I was uh, there yesterday at the premiere where you presented your film and it was special occasion for me because this is the kind of film that you want to enjoy with the real people uh well it's been a delight to be here i've been to zurich many times but only the airport so this is the first time i've i've ever gotten to actually see and enjoy the town and it's absolutely lovely i'm sitting here talking right now looking looking out at the lake uh and the exact spot i'm going to be jumping in uh at, right after this interview i'm going in the lake <laughs> I love that. And um, what I learned from yesterday is that it was Eugenio that chose you in a way, not only as a producer, but, you know, uh, made you join this project. Yes. No, uh, I had worked with Eugenio before. Um, he had a very small background part uh, uh, in my first movie, which was my my graduate thesis um, that surprisingly surprised us all. <laughs> One Sundance launched my career, but but way back then, Eugenio and and uh, what what many people don't know about Eugenio is just how humongous he is in in Mexico and and really in the Spanish speaking world and in, in the Americas, um, and and even in my in my first film. He, the movie was already cast when he had read the script. Uh, and, and at that time, he knew he wanted to cross over into becoming um, an American actor, to working uh, more in Hollywood, uh, but also that he wanted to, to branch out from doing comedy into drama. And so he had read that script, even though we were all cast. Well, he read it, um, uh, given to him by Ben O'Dell, who I went to film school with, who was a producer. And Ben said, this is the kind of thing you need to do, but it's, sorry, it's all cast. And Eugenio read it and said, oh, my God, I have to, I have to do something. Please find me a part. Uh, and we did, and, and he flew himself to New York and put himself up in his own hotel to be in that movie. And he was this gargantuan movie star in this tiny little part in the back of a, of a kitchen. <clears throat> but <clears throat> what I remember was, was at Sundance where, you know, again, we were very surprised to, to win the thing, uh, was he told me on the red carpet – um, someday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find a drama and I'm going to call you. And uh, it just took him 15 years. <laughs> and he called me. As I said, as I said, dreams are imperfect, but they find a way. And, and, you know, this film is about, you know, as you said once, I was looking at some interviews, is about uncovering potential, mm -hmm. but it's also about dreams and gaining, like, the power to believe in them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's, it's, I think, you know, especially as an artist, as a filmmaker, you know, it's funny. It's funny, actually, because I, well, I think about myself and I think about my dream of being a filmmaker was something that I didn't, I didn't even dare to believe that I could. I didn't, I didn't come from the business. I didn't come from... Um, a part of society where that was even an accessible possible thing. One of the hardest things I ever had to do in my life was to tell my dad um, when I was like 21 years old, I think I know what I want to do. And of course, I was expecting him to, you know, laugh in my face. He did laugh actually, but he, 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 he was relieved because he thought I, I had made it such a, a thing, this 
telling him that he thought I was going to deliver some like horrible news. Um, but, but, you know, my dream actually only I, when I dreamed about being a filmmaker, it was, I was going to do it. F- so from the outside, such a, like the only way I could see was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to get some job and do this after work and on the weekends and find a, find a path. And I'll be a guerrilla fam- filmmaker making just like, you know, off, the radar, personal films, and, you know, the highest, the furthest I could ever go with something like that would be, like, Sundance, you know? And, and you have these, these fantasies, and then, lo and behold, like, I got there and actually achieved the dream and then kind of didn't know what to do with myself. But um, um, I think what's, what's so interesting is that, you know, I got lucky enough to go to film school. I was still that uncertain, anxious, insecure dreamer but but then I had somebody there look at me and say, I see you. You have this thing. And I think you can do this. And that was, that was the piece. And I remember when I showed my, my first exercise in film school, uh, the professor who was a famous, angry, difficult professor uh, who hated everything, he stood up. He turned on the lights, he walked across the room, and he just held out his hand for me to shake it. And I started tearing up, like, right there in the classroom. But it was, it was, it was just somebody saying, I see you. I believe in you. I see what you can do. And, and, and then at that, from that point on, he wasn't a teacher. And, of course, there, he was very, very inspired by this. Um, he was a co-learner. He was there next to me saying, what can we do? Not, here's what you have to do. Um, and, and that, to me, is very empowering. And I think this idea of accessing education, of, of, of really motivating kids' interests through what they're actually interested in, uh, instead of telling them what they need to learn, asking them what they want to learn, maybe not for everything, but as a way in, as a way to begin, as a way to say, hey, see how this works? Curiosity actually can be fed and grow, and there's this discovery, and the discovery's joyous. You know, the fact that that's radical is insane, but it kind of is still. I have to say that the fact that I was looking, uh, I was watching a story about a person who really exists uh, made me feel relieved in mm-hmm. a way mm-hmm. that something like that, it is, is possible. I don't know how to explain it better. No, I think that's a very good point. I mean, it, 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 it's interesting as a filmmaker to make a story story that's a true story where the the people involved are still alive mm-hmm. um so you feel this incredible responsibility um um to tell to tell that story uh accurately or honestly um and you know it, it's it's funny that the the through the interview we did lots of interviews with them uh, we we bent over backwards to 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 do it well um luckily they got to come to set a lot Uh, the two, uh, Sergio and Paloma. And so uh, it was very gratifying to, you know, have Sergio there and have him go, oh, that's just how it was. That's just how it was. <laughs> okay, we're, we're doing this. We're doing this well. But, but I remember um, in the interviews with Paloma before I even wrote the script, um, she, and she was crying the whole time she was being interviewed. And it was because, and you could see that there was, Something had happened in this classroom, in this, in this room, that was like, even for her, this lost uh, golden moment. And um, th- we asked her the question, 
well, what do you think about this idea of, of your life becoming a movie and of Eugenio Derbez, you know, the, the biggest movie star ever, um, uh, playing Sergio? And, and she said, and, and at the time she was in her mid-teens, um, you know, I know it's gonna, they're going to make a movie and I know some things they're going to not, you know, they're going to change for, for the movie. It's not all going to be 100% real. Um, but I just want them to make a movie that inspires people and that um, makes people consider what Sergio was doing that's, like, viable, that, 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 that maybe there's a way there. Um, and that was my, you know, as a filmmaker, that was my North Star through the entire production. Like, that, my job is to fulfill that request. I also have to say that as a film critic as well, I'm, uh, I was expecting, you know, this kind of story sometimes are, I don't want to say rhetorical, but they tend to try and teach you a lesson, like, I know, impose you a vision, but in this case, there was never something like that. I mean, that it was, the film was very honest. It was something that you could feel, but that, but that, that it wasn't talked to you. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, th I think what you're saying uh, is, a f is a few things. One is, you know, I felt like the movie needed to be grounded in realism, that that was a very important way to tell the story. I think often these stories are told <clears throat> through a very idealized lens. Um, the, the, the teacher as hero. Yes. Uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a very deliberate choice, obviously. Here we have the biggest movie star in the history of Mexico, and we actually make him not the main character. Um, we access and see the world through the kid's eyes. That's how we come in. That's how the camera never goes above four feet. We're at their level, their perspective. Um, <clears throat> and we literally frame out all adults in the beginning of the movie. And it's Eugenio that comes into their frame. All, all this was very intentional. But, but, but the other thing was, you know, I, I, think, I think it's probably the reason that, that Ben called me, that Eugenio, that they chose me, is that I, I am pretty unsentimental When it comes to uh, filmmaking, I don't like sentiment uh, that's imposed. Um, I hate music. Um, so the music in, in my work always seems to be rhythmic and percussive because that can play with rhythm, but I don't want, I don't want a musical tone to tell me what to feel. Um, and, I, and I think in, in, you know, it, what's, what's so ironic is in this movie, you know, the takeaway that most people have is how emotional they get. And I think that's because you create a space for people to get emotional on their own rather than tell them what to feel. Um, and, and, and I think the, the last piece is to be truthful and honest and, and not sort of tie everything up neatly with perfect happy endings and, and this idea that allows, allows you to leave the movie in the theater, you know, Uh, um, when it's more real and more complicated, you know, I, I think you have to take it with you. And, and, and that feels more like real life. And, and I think that's the difference between life and fairy tale. Yeah. And not all cinema has to be fairy tale. And, and not, all, not all cinema has to have a message with a capital M or a moral, I think is even, even maybe more to the point. Um, I refuse to moralize, you know, I refuse to judge my characters. Yes, one last existential question, but at least something that I asked myself, I was wondering, 
since uh, what what if we draw live um we don't meet a Sergio what happens can you can we still make it what do you think I mean I think I think that's a depressing question yeah. <laughs> um but I think most people don't on this planet and you know I've been talking a lot through this process about second chances uh, because this movie was a second chance for me in, in a lot of ways. My career had kind of gone off track. I, I withdrew completely. I didn't know or think that I might make movies again. Um, and I, I had to pull away and, and sort of rediscover my, my joy, my connection to filmmaking, which I actually did. I, I was privileged enough to be able to do. I left my life in New York. I moved to Guatemala. I, I you know, I lived on the side of a of a, a, a mountain lake that was a 25-minute walk uh, to the nearest village. Um, and, and by the way, lived inexpensively, which allowed me to um, write and find my joy again. Uh, but, but even having done that, um, without having been sent this project, I, I wouldn't have had this chance. And this, by the way, was a second chance. And... I was very conscious in, in making this movie that, you know, most people don't get one. This is a story about, about people who get one chance. Uh, and that chance is what Sergio gives them. And, and I think the, you know, the, the results uh, speak for themselves. I think one of the most profound takeaways I had from this movie was that the making of this movie, in a way, was the proof of the story we were telling which was that, you know, these kids are not professional actors. They've not acted before. And they wanted to act, some of them. And that's how we found them, the audition. They answered casting calls. Uh, but they hadn't acted before. And, and um, you know, they are incredible. Um, and they were given a chance. Someone saw their interest, their talent, and just like Sergio did in that classroom. And it's like genius is everywhere. If it's, if it's, um, or potential possibility, what people can do, people can do so much, but, but, but so few really, when you talk about the population of the world, when you talk about certain places, um, they don't, they don't get a chance. And, 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 you know, it was very important to me in the, in the beginning of this movie to present these, what is that like? What's the reality? And the irony is that these children, when we meet them, they're not children. They're adults. They're living the lives of adults. They're forced to be adults. Um, and, and on some level, the chance that Sergio gives them is the chance to be children again, to, um, to experience the joy of discovery and the expansiveness of possibility. Because these kids had no possibility. And, and what he showed them was other things are possible. It, it's not universally true. And it's not, everybody doesn't win. Everybody doesn't get it. But, but there, is, there is possibility. And, and so much of that is mindset. And it's really hard to have an, a mindset that, that you can grow, that you can be more, when everything around you tells you that it's not. Um, and that, that, I think, is more you know, a call to the world. Um, than anything it, it, um, but I, I do think that there I think the, the Sergio the real Sergio um, and, and I think the reason the story is so compelling is that the real Sergio told us that 
in 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 the the darkest, most depressed corners of this world that just asking somebody, hey, what are you interested in? Uh, what do you want to learn? Can be almost enough, you know? And, and again, it's like, it's ironic that, that that is radical, but it is today, and that's the problem. Thank you so much, Christopher, for talking about radical, and good luck with the film and with your career. Hope to meet you soon again. Thank you very much. And this is Kiana Nicoletti for Zurich Film Festival for Fred, the Festival Insider. Fred, Fred, Fred. 24-7 on Fred FM and smartphone app.